Hello, and welcome to the Tent Podcast. That is to say, Thriving in Technology. Your hosts are Sam Moulton, Petra Stefanova, and yours truly, Cecilia Taylor, all members of the Influence team here at NetApp. For this episode, we're excited to have Bhavna Mystery, Pathway Systems Engineering Manager for NetApp EMEA. Welcome, Bhavna. Hi, Cecilia. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for making the time to be with us today. Back in November, Bhavna uh, represented NetApp as a speaker during the European Women in Tech event. We caught up with her during the recent NetApp Insight in Barcelona and felt that she would be a great guest to come on to our podcast. We are looking so forward to talking with you and uh, think that this would be a really great thing for us. Let's kick things off first by asking you a little bit more about who you are and what you do for NetApp. So Cecilia, I'm an SE manager, solutions engineering manager. I'm based in the UK, but my team are EMEA-wide. So one of my team covers the EMEA Partner Solution Center, serving partners uh, with a team of 15 out of Nuremberg, Germany, across the whole of EMEA. Uh, I have two architects who cover EMEA Global System Integrators, and then the rest of my team are technical partner managers in UK, Spain, and Middle East. Wow, that's a pretty varied and spread out team. Um, yes, they're all over the place, they are, but they're a great bunch, a really, really good team. That's great. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, you recently participated in the uh, European Women in Tech event. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about the conference and what the overall and the theme of the conference entails? Yes, so uh, this was the first time I had been to the European Women in Tech uh, myself, Cecilia, and it was in Amsterdam in uh, the Netherlands. It was a two-day event, and it really had a wide variety of presenters. So there were panel discussions by a group of ladies from HP. And I think what were the main, the really important thing that came out of this event is that women can be in tech in both a technical role and also a non-technical role, but still working for a tech company. And, you know, many of the speakers, whether they did a technical talk or whether they did one on personal development or more of a panel interview, they really talked about their experiences, you know, working in diverse and cross-functional teams uh, and also, you know, things that they had learned along the way um, throughout their careers as well. And that was really helpful for the audience. So many subjects, you know, from blockchain to, you know, developing AI solutions in 30 minutes uh, right through to personal development and career development, as well as careers advice on site as well. So it really was a great event and uh, well attended by, I think, over 4,000 uh, women across uh, tech and also men as well. So open to, to everyone. So, yeah, it really was a very popular event in Amsterdam. Wonderful. Uh, one of the things I noticed was that you were a speaker at the conference and you did a presentation called uh, Top 10 Tips on How to Survive and Thrive in This Industry. Um, we'll definitely uh, include that list in our show notes, but I wanted to uh, ask you about a couple of questions uh, specifically that there were tips that, since I wasn't there, would love to hear you talk a little bit about. Um, you said tip number seven, your face may not fit anymore. It's not personal. What does that mean? Yeah, so I was talking about a specific experience there, Cecilia. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I started the talk uh, talking about my early career at Sun. And, you know, obviously there are some times when you make mistakes and 
how to to learn from them and you know good communications and then um when we got on to tip number 7 which is about your face may not fit anymore i um was when i left sun i then got married and you know a few years later we had our first daughter um and after going back to work after one year on maternity leave um we, we it was a difficult time because uh, i had just we had just moved house uh, we had a, a big mortgage uh, on a brand new house and uh, four days later i was made redundant so it was a real shock and and obviously not in the planning for career development and uh, obviously you know personal life as well so it was a really difficult time but i think you know in hindsight and it does take a long time to sort of get over these things um you then realize that you know this is this is business and um you know organizationals go through transformation we see that all the time at netta we see that in many organizations as well and so you know change is inevitable and change is a constant and sometimes you know there are changes in the organization that do affect you um and so it's not personal even though you may feel at the time it is um but also i think it's important to to note that you know there are times when the organization that you work for may not fit for you anymore as well so you know sometimes for yourself you then need to make a decision to move on so yeah it was a difficult time for me i did um you know was out of work for a little while but i think the thing you know that i really learned from that situation is you know it's not personal and also you know we need to leverage our strengths um so you know recognize what you're good at um know your know your value in the market know your worth um and don't let employers take advantage of your situation so you know stick to you know what you do and you know be strong about you know believing in yourself and also leverage your network so a lot of colleagues out there um you come across over the years and you know they are your supporters as well so leverage your network and that's how i got into net netapp from leveraging um my network so uh, so yeah that's what um number 7 means is yeah it's it's sometimes these things happen um you know businesses are transforming all the time but you know in hindsight it's often brings the best opportunities afterwards. That's a good point that you meant. You also noted in this uh talk which would be point number 4 uh that glass ceilings do exist but only in your head. Can you uh elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes when uh we are in our careers especially as women, um you know, we often do doubt ourselves. And you know, one of my colleagues gave me this brilliant piece of advice. um when i was applying for a promotion and uh i um you know i felt like it was the right time for me but at the time my manager didn't really support me and it was another colleague who actually said to me that look um you know glass ceilings you know get rid of the glass ceiling that exists in your head so you know don't doubt yourself um you know obviously i wouldn't apply for a ceo role um, yeah, you know, be course. realistic in uh, in where you are at, you know in your place in your career at, at any given time so be realistic about that but you know it's good to talk about these things and you know if you if you do get it that's wonderful and if you don't that's also a good learning experience because then you can ask your colleagues and your mentors to give you you know feedback and also to advise you on you know where are the missing skills or um areas you need to develop to then move into that role at a later date so i think part of it is you know we just need to have a little bit of belief in ourselves that you know we can do this i am i am worthy of this and you know if i get it it's wonderful and if it's not 
that doesn't mean it's never for me. You know, I just need to work out what's the career development that I need right. to do to get there. Um, you've been working now and you've obviously been progressing in this high tech industry uh, for more than 20 years. What advice do you think you would give to those uh, young women and men who are just starting out in the high tech field? What would you tell them? Yeah, I, I think I would probably say a combination of the things here. And I think when, when you first start your career, it's um, very easy to to you know fall into the trap of thinking that you're the only person who makes mistakes. Uh, I remember one of my early memories at Sun was completely messing up an installation of a workstation uh, only because I picked up the wrong monitor. So um, the screen rolled. It was a complete disaster. But I kept the customer informed and I kept them, uh, you know, communicated with them about what I was going to do next. And then the next day I came back with another colleague with the right monitor and got the situation fixed. So I think the thing is when you're first in your careers, don't expect it to be a smooth ride at any stage in your career. Uh, There's always opportunities to develop and to learn. And that's often through mistakes, uh, through experience. So, you know, just, um, you know, be mindful that you will make mistakes along the way. And the thing is to ask for help and, um, you know, make sure that you communicate with others so that whether you're in a customer, partner or internal situation, people are aware that you are still dealing with it. You haven't left it behind or left it for somebody else. You know, you are the person who's responsible for it and will get it fixed. So, so yeah, I would say say that is just expect that it's not going to be a smooth ride, but it is important to communicate and you know just believe in yourself that you know you can you can call on your colleagues and your network to help you and uh, assist you whenever um, needed. I think what something that I I heard in there that was really key is communicating, um, and I think that one of the difficult things uh, when you're first starting out and even I think as you go through the career is understanding how to communicate with others to get them to understand where you are, but also to let them know what's going on. Um, What communications or how do you feel that you can communicate in a way that is most effective, given that people now respond to various different types of communication? Yeah, it's a good point, Cecilia. And, you know, especially when you have teams uh, or you're working with colleagues uh, in many countries as well, it's not so easy to be physically, you know, in front of each other. But you know, I would say whether it's a WebEx or whether it's a phone call or an email, um, I would say try and try and do a face to face. Whether it's you know via a WebEx with the video one or just picking up the phone, um, it's so easy to write something in a written form, like an email or a WhatsApp message or a text message. And, you know, especially if you're working across many cultures, um, you know, can get lost in translation or people can misinterpret it and read it in the way they want to. And I've always found that if I'm clear in terms of my plan, whether it's my individual plan or whether it's a team plan, if you show others, you know, what you're trying to achieve and why, they're more likely to try and be involved in that. They want to see, you know, success as well and be part of that success. So, I think it's important to show your plan to others and then get the feedback from them. You know, maybe there's something you haven't thought of. So, yeah, communications can be many forms. But um, I always find if you have at least a reference point to start from, it makes it much easier to um, get others on board to help you, you know, drive the mm, things that you I think that's that great advice. 
I really do appreciate you chatting with me this morning, but I do have one additional question. And it wasn't on my original invite. Um, and it's one actually I just thought up this morning. Um, we're approaching the new year and we're uh, almost there. I can't believe it's already 2019. Um, but I often ask uh, others, how do you feel about those New Year's resolutions? Do you make them? And if you do, what are you looking forward to doing or planning to do in 2019? So uh, I always start off the new year with good intentions. They usually last about a day. So <laughs> I, think, I think many people will say, you know, why wait till the 1st of January to start a new re- new resolution? You know, if you want to go to the gym more or do weight training or learn to swim, learn to ride a bike, just do it anytime. You know, obviously some things may be weather pending, but just go for it. And, you know, same in terms of resolutions. You know, for me, um, if I want to try something different, you know, just do it at the time. There's no need to wait until the 1st of January. And and then I think, you know, for me, um, even at the Women in Technology, I was asked mm-hmm. about where do you see yourself in five years? And I think that's a really difficult question to answer. And, and I, I did say to people that, you know, for me, it's about doing a really good job and being the best version of me that I can be. So, you know, why wait until 1st of January to do that? You know, be the best version of yourself and be true to yourself anytime. Um, so, yeah, I always say that to my kids as well. It's just if you want to try something, have a go. Don't be scared of failure. Um, we all learn from those lessons. So, yeah, just just go for it. So, yeah, no, no serious New Year's resolutions apart from um, just, uh, yeah, be, being present a little bit more, I think. So, um, you know, if I'm helping my kids with something, just making sure I'm fully concentrated on it, not half an eye I on think, my uh, phone or something. I, I definitely think I'd have to agree with you. Uh, and uh, I think that I'm not a good resolution keeper either, or even a resolution maker. Um, but I, I agree with you that just, you know, if there's something that you want to do, just get out there and just do it. In, in looking at that question of what do you plan to do in five years? I have no idea. Um, but life can throw so many turns and so many things can happen, but living in the present as though that they're, you know, as if today matters most uh, helps, but, you know, also looking forward to how I can help some other people along the way, I think is key. So I think that's what I think I'll settle on for 2019, being the best me I can be, as well as helping some other people along the way and being present. Well, I thank you so much for joining us uh, with this podcast. I've had a great time talking to you and I hope to hear more from you. Hopefully we'll have you on for another episode and you'll be able to uh, chat with uh, our other colleagues as well. Uh, To our listeners, we know you have a bunch of podcasts you could be listening to, and we appreciate the time you took to spend with us and hope that you'll add us to your queue of must-listen podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback. What would you like us to talk about? Send an email to ng-tentpodcast at netapp.com and let us know. Until next time, thank you.